Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. We have a very special guest with us today. Frank Viola is a prolific author, speaker, I would say a thinker who challenges the status quo and is just passionate about the kingdom of God and the gospel of the kingdom. I'm honored to have this conversation. So welcome, Frank. Thanks for having me, Greg. I appreciate it. Incredible questions that you raise that just really challenge my, my own thinking, which makes me think of this kind of this COVID era, you know, which in many ways was a great disruptor. Not all disruption is a bad thing. In the case of your writing, you know, it's a disruption that is causing you to ask good questions. So uh, in your opinion, thinking about COVID, what good can come from 2020, both for people in general and for the body of Christ at large? Yeah, I think the phrase hindsight is 2020 is going to have a totally different meaning now. (laughs) But I'm of the opinion that every crisis is a God-given opportunity to discover Jesus Christ in new ways. And it is possible to waste a crisis. What this crisis has done, the pandemic, it's affected people mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, and even relationally, in all sorts of different ways. And I've noticed that it's basically destroyed some Christians and their faith. It's destroyed relationships because, you know, they're on lockdown and, or virtual house arrest <laughs> with family members, etc. And for those that had strong relationships, they were able to survive it and even get closer. For those that did not, it pushed them further apart. But I've watched people take the crisis and use it as an opportunity to get to know the Lord better and to draw closer to Him and to deal with various areas in their lives which they have left untouched, so to speak, that the Holy Spirit was putting his finger on. I've also watched relationships that were broken, you know, meaning people that you were friends with, maybe family members you haven't reached out to. And now with the uh, threat of COVID, you know, beginning in March onward, they've mended those relationships. They've reengaged. Along that line, Greg, I have written a little book, 64 pages long, called A Survival Guide to the current virus crisis. And what it does, it takes a 3D approach to how to handle this crisis and not only to survive it, but to thrive in it. And by 3D, I mean it deals with how to thrive spiritually in it, how to thrive emotionally slash mentally in it. You know, some of my peers, (laughs) I won't mention any names, but some of my peers, two in particular, that probably would be well-known to your audience, well-known in the Christian world, they have written books on COVID and the pandemic also, only they sell them. And mine is absolutely free. I will add this point. If you have a sense of humor, mine is far more comical. For sure. Yeah, I've read all 64 pages, and it's true about the humor. In fact, uh, when you go to, and we've got the link on here, frankviola.org slash survival, you're going to see this free ebook will change your life in 13 seconds and bring world peace in a few seconds after that. So 
under-promising and over-delivering. <laughs> Another great thing about it is it's chock full of hyperlinks to other resources uh, like articles, mm -hmm. podcasts, and stuff yep. where you can even go further down the rabbit trail, so to speak. And I, I've heard you say, you know, you've worked from home for, for years already, so um, that wasn't anything new. Uh, but I, I'd like to ask you, you know, did COVID affect you personally in, in any way or, or did it? Yes, it did. It's kind of kept me locked in. Even though I've worked from home, Greg, for many years, I still had the freedom and ability to, you know, leave, go to a coffee shop, take a trip to a drugstore, go visit a friend. But, you know, from March all the way till I guess the summer months, I basically stayed in and uh, you can go stir crazy. So finding creative ways to manage house arrest, so to speak, and getting a taste of what Paul Tarsus may have gone through, you know, when he himself was on house arrest, there's opportunities because you have to be creative in spending your time. So it affected me that way. The other thing is I had several events planned. I do a conference every year called Scribe. It is a training for authors, people who want to be authors, people who are already authors and they want to up their game, or people who are just wanting to write a book. They've never done it before. Uh, it goes through everything, Greg, from how to write a book from scratch and finish it within a year's time. And gosh, something like 98% of people who've gone through this training have finished a book in a year. And some of them got publishing deals, the different publishing options. And then probably the most difficult thing of all for an author is once you have a book, it's published, it's completed. How do you actually get people beyond your mother and sister to buy it? You know what I mean? So we talk about all of that and we had to cancel it and postpone it to, uh, to 2021. I also have every year uh, something called the Deeper Christian Life Conference held at the end of July. We had to cancel that. So, you know, that was kind of disconcerting for me because I look forward to those events very much. It's just a hassle to have to cancel something and to notify everyone who paid a ticket and so forth and so on. But by the way, if anybody listening is interested in any of these, they can just go to my website, frankviola.org, and they'll see uh, banners for all of these different events that we hold. Very nice. I think I heard you say at one, one time you, you missed, uh, what was it, the Oreo shake at Denny's? <laughs> yeah, I have a thing where after uh, I speak in a conference, going to Denny's and getting one of their Oreo milkshakes. If you haven't had an uh -huh. Oreo milkshake at Denny's, you have not lived, I must wow. say. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Especially when the waitress is generous, and most of them are, not all of them, <clears throat> but most of them are, and they give you the overflow in that nice silver tumbler. So it's like two milkshakes for the price of one. In moderation, in moderation. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a nice segue to the next question. Um, in your PDF of the survival guide for the current virus crisis, you, you say, you know, talking about happiness and Oreo shakes, you say the real pandemic is the pursuit of happiness. So I want to ask, why do you say this? Are you saying we should be unhappy? Absolutely not. I'm not saying we should be unhappy, but seeking happiness is a fool's errand. And it's because happiness is fleeting. And overall, it's a myth. I'll give you an example. Last year, I bought an electric guitar. It was my first, Greg, and it was my last. And I bought it because I wanted to learn how to play the mind-bending solo of Midnight by Jimi Hendrix, one of my favorite guitarists. 
So I went ahead and bought it. I bought an amp and I was just prepped to do some sweet finger noodling and play Jimi Hendrix. And <laughs> after weeks of trying to play it, I realized that I couldn't play. So I just threw my hands up and I gave up. So I was unhappy at that moment. I was happy when I bought the guitar and the amp, but I was unhappy when I realized that I had to succumb to inevitable defeat. And so I gave the guitar and the amp away to a friend of mine who wanted to learn how to play guitar. And so I was happy again. My point is, is that happiness changes with the wind. It's always based on the situation and those situations change. Jesus Christ never encouraged us, never exhorted us, never commanded us to seek happiness. Paul of Tarsus never did. No one in the New Testament ever did. Instead, the whole push, the whole emphasis of the New Testament revelation is to seek the kingdom of God. As a byproduct of that, Greg, we receive joy. And joy is something very different from happiness. And so I won't really expand that except to say, I explain this in the PDF ebook, uh, Survival Guide to the Current Virus Crisis and talk about the difference between joy and happiness and how to receive joy and how to walk in it. And there's a podcast that goes along with that that delves pretty deep into the subject. Well, going with uh, never waste a good crisis, my son actually at COVID bought an electric guitar and he spent his lockdown learning to play it, now plays in church. So uh, he's done really well. That's great. I'm glad he did a lot better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about Facebook a little bit. Um, You called it a time vampire and oftentimes a viper pit, unless, of course, you're watching our program. (laughs) Right, that's the exception. (laughs) Uh, And then a lot of that has to do with the politics of our time. And and we try not to be political on this program in this fierce election year, but how do you think Jesus would respond in this political climate? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I've given a lot of airtime on this and I've spilt a lot of ink on this whole subject. And uh, just to, I'll answer the question in brief, but it really needs to be expanded. But in the book Insurgents Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is my landmark work, it goes into this whole business of politics. It goes into this business of the Lord's view on it and how Christians have been hijacked both in their minds and emotions, to pick a side, and they get so passionate about it that they will basically idolize the political system via their favorite candidate or party to the point of cutting off fellow Christians. When God's people begin to become so obsessed with socio-political issues They have lost sight of Jesus Christ. They have lost sight of the kingdom of God. At bottom, they've put their hope in a political system, in the political system, which is part of the world system. The political system is part of the world system. All throughout the New Testament, we know who runs the world system. It's not Jesus Christ, and we are called to come out of the world system. And we have done numerous episodes, my partners and I, on politics, the political bloodbath, and so forth. And one of the things about social media like Facebook, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, I'll um, riff on that a little bit by saying, out of the social media feed, the heart speaks. It's not what a person professes to believe that really reveals what's in their heart. It's what they post on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. 
when you see Christians hyperventilating on social media for a political cause or to take a political opinion or an opinion on social media, they are really revealing what's most important to them. And very often, Greg, it's not Jesus Christ and it has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. One of the things in answer to your question now is that Jesus Christ came into a world that was extremely political. And not only was it political because the Roman Empire was the ruling the day, but it was even political in the Judaic system. In Jerusalem, you had Pharisees and Sadducees, and the Pharisees were the equivalent of the conservative right, and the Sadducees were the equivalent of the progressive left. And here comes Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He belongs to another realm. He belongs to another kingdom. And he does not ally himself with Rome. He doesn't align himself with the Sadducees nor the Pharisees. He did not fit into either the conservative right or the progressive left. He transcended both because he was part of a new civilization that he was setting up on the planet that had nothing to do with the political system. It was totally outside of it. And he called it the kingdom of God. And that's what my book, Insurgents, is all about. And that's what the podcast treats as well. So in this political climate, Jesus Christ would be preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He would not be joining a political side because a political system is part of the world system. And it will never solve the problems of the world, by the way. That's another thing, Greg. At bottom, subterranely, on a subterranean level, they put their hope in the political system or their particular party or people, candidates, to solve the problems of the world. But guess what? That's not going to happen. Not until Jesus Christ returns. The way we influence the world is instead of trying to change the world, I'm talking to Christians now, through the political process in trying to make the world a better place, the message of Jesus and the apostles is to be the better place in a fallen, corrupt world, to be an alternative civilization that lives completely different than the world system and the people in the world. Not to make the world a better place, but to be the better place in the world. And that's what Israel was called to be when uh, God called her to himself to be a people set apart from the world, to be a light unto all the nations, to show what it looked like when God was running the show. And that's what the kingdom of God should be. But unfortunately, many Christians, many of the Lord's people, have they don't even understand that to begin with. And the second part is they have gotten so caught up in the political system, it gives them tunnel vision, right? So they're distracted from their main calling. So I hesitate to talk about this in such brief moments, mainly, Greg, because people will hear these as sound bites, and then they'll just filter through their own understanding and say, well, I always saying this over here, I saying that, and it's probably not what I'm saying. So you might want to check out the book and check out the, uh, the free podcast if you're interested. Yeah, well, um, I just got my wife uh, listening to the podcast, and she's enjoying it a lot now, too. And, and you do go into a lot of detail there, you know, saying that the kingdom of God is counterintuitive and it's, um, it's a higher and a, and a better way. So unfortunately, we are uh, needing to land the plane here, frankviola.org slash survival for the free 64-page PDF. And um, your book, the latest book, Insurgents, I, I started uh, reading it and, you know, your chapters are very short. 
and uh, you do that intentionally, uh, kind of different than a lot of other books. And I just got to thinking, well, I don't, I don't want to read this myself. I want my whole family to oh, wow. to Pretty see this. Cool. And so we we actually started family devotion time where we just take one of your little short chapters and I read it kind of slowly and explain some definitions of some words that are in there that they might not understand. And, you know, I've got three teenage boys and a daughter turning 11 Mm. and I want them to be insurgents as you put it for the kingdom of God. So thank you for that work. And, you know, this has been very challenging, uh, your thoughts. Um, and it's good to be challenged, but in, in closing now, Frank, how would you encourage fellow Jesus followers today? Well, I would say that God has something that he wants to do. I would put it this way, to say it differently, that Jesus Christ is after something in your life through what's happening right now. He's after something, and he wants to gain some ground in you. And so find out, take some time to find out how you can leverage this crisis, the political climate that we're in, to be closer to the Lord, to reflect him more, to love him more and to bring glory to him, and not to get so sidetracked by all of the political discourse, the vitriol, the hatred. I'm seeing it seep into the veins of even God's people who are called to be bearers of God's image, who is love himself. So yeah, that's what I would say. There's something Lord's after. Find out what it is. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Frank, for spending your valuable time with us. We appreciate it. Uh, To our viewers and listeners, Thank you for tuning in. If you like uh, what you've heard today, we encourage you to share it on your social media and also check out the other episodes. We hope you have a wonderful day. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the insurgence has begun. Don't miss it.